It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Welcome back to Good Moms, Bad Choices. I'm Erica. And I'm Mila. And it's Wednesday, bitches. Happy motherfucking hump day. Yeah, and pump day. And pump day. Pump day and pump day. Yeah. I like how you threw that in I there. But I guess hump day comes before pump day. <laughs> like technically, if we're going to be technical. It depends where you're at in your journey. Yeah, yeah, true that, true that. <laughs> no, I don't think it matters. I think always <laughs> pumping comes before the bumping. Mm, I mean, unless, unless you've already pumped, unless you're pumping because you've humped oh, already. Oh, wait, pump day is a after pump day. day. No, we, we're like... We're confusing everyone. Confusing. <laughs> well, we have a very special guest today. If you hear a, a foreign voice that's not Erica or I, <laughs> it is the all-time most high author of the <laughs> pregnancy Bible that everyone has seen, read, and heard of, the series of What to Expect When Expecting, Heidi Murkoff. <laughs> that's me. Add like, I need to cheer. Hi. Hi. <laughs> everybody hi hello there Heidi is a very very special guest today she is probably like one of the most recognized women in pregnancy world she Hmm. was recognized by times for most 100 most influential people in 2011 I feel so special to be honored to be able to like interview you I feel no but that's so 2011 so what it never goes away you're in the Smithsonian (laughs) I mean you've sold millions and millions and millions and millions and millions I mean I can keep saying millions because it's going to keep going it's like 20 (laughs) millions of millions of books I mean I know when I you know I got pregnant that's like the book everyone recommends that you must have you know so I mean you are a legend for sure well I feel like I don't know what to say besides I love you. Oh, I love you too. You had me at hello. (laughs) Thank you so much for like allowing us in your space. You know, Erica, if you guys have been listening, you know that Erica and I are very pushy. (laughs) And when Heidi's agent told us she didn't have a lot of time to come to us, we said, we'll come to her house. Don't worry. (laughs) We said, ask her Um, if we could come over. (laughs) Well, but it's not my house, just so you know. (laughs) We're remodeling, so this is not my space. But 
close enough. Well, when you go back home, we'll, we'll, be, we'll come over there, too. Yeah, don't yeah. worry. Don't it's worry. a date. It's a date. It's don't a worry. Date. We'll bring red wine. Excellent. Your open invitation. It's not a joke. Once you come on the show, we're your friend for life. Oh, <laughs> I like the way that sounds. I need me some friends. Well, here you are. Two mom yeah. friends you never knew you needed. <laughs> I kind of did. Oh, perfect. I'm happy. So... Let's roll right into it. Should we yeah. do our, our tarot card of the day? Sure. We always open Uh-oh. up the show with a little tarot. So what do the tarot gods have for us today, Mila? Today the tarot gods... Tarot gods. <laughs> <laughs> the tarot gods today have given us hmm, the card of judgment. Uh-oh. Oh, no, 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 no. It's upside down. Oh, no. Uh-uh. So it says, in a financial context, don't be overly cautious with money. That's not to suggest you should go wild. You may find yourself deliberating endlessly about every purchase. If it's something you need and you can afford it, just buy it. It's good to be financially responsible, but you don't have to fret about every penny you spend. Hmm. I don't. Th- I think this hmm. card is fucking with me. No, I think it's. I think, <laughs> no, I think it's telling us something. It's telling us we're going to be rich very soon. Nice. Heidi's richness is bleeding off onto oh, us. Stop. And just not to worry. Like it's fine. Her success is just going to bleed. Let me just. So those Gucci shoes that I was looking at on the internet last night, I should just get them, yep. right? Okay, mm-hmm. perfect. But don't put them on my credit card. Okay, fine, Heidi. Okay? Just, like, we just met. I know we're going to be best friends and everything. But... I don't think I have access to those yet. Yeah. <laughs> Heidi, we're your new daughters now. Like, just one pair of Gucci shoes each. <laughs> we're going to get wait, you one, wait, too. Wait, 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 wait. Have you checked? all match? Have you run this by Emma, though? Emma, Just we're wait. all going to be matching. It won't be official if we're all not matching to the event. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, well, just so you know, Emma buys her own shoes now. <laughs> Mama wants a new pair of shoes. She has to buy it. I'm just saying. That's true. We're moms now. We have to buy our own shit. Yep. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I miss about childhood. Well, wait. What size shoe do you wear? Maybe um, we can I, share. You know what's... I'm, Really sad to say that I'm in like very small, but I have an average size woman's foot. <laughs> I'm like below average in size, but I, my foot is average size. Oh, so. you know what the, they say about that? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I don't. <laughs> I just was going with it. The huge uh, vagina. Yeah. Well, <laughs> they do say that about petite women. Wow. Well, I know we... you've heard this, Heidi. <laughs> Heidi, I know you've heard it. I've never heard an inappropriate joke about, you know what they say about small women? No, that's why I was telling the joke, but I didn't know. I didn't know what the. Well, it's not necessarily pertaining to your shoe size, but they all there's there is a running joke. I don't believe that you've never heard it about petite women. That go ahead and say what's the joke, you, bitch? What that you could drive a truck through it or what? No, like yeah, you could take big penises. <laughs> well, so now relative to us, they are all big. True, that's <laughs> that's no, also that's actually that's yeah. not a fact. No, I, that's not a fact. <laughs> I do not agree with that. <laughs> I, in fact, I, no. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. You probably, someone probably told you that joke, Heidi, right over your head. I'm happy I'm telling you I don't you now. think anything <laughs> goes over my head, but no, nobody has actually said that to me before, but good to know. Well, now you can use it at your next dinner party. I can. <laughs> sure, they'll love it. I'm pissed that everybody feels comfortable enough with me to just throw that joke around. <laughs> I must say, fuck with me. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm down with that. <laughs> I always talk it as a compliment, but, you know, take it however you want. <laughs> I'm taking it. <laughs> That's the pun intended. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. We're so inappropriate. Well, so- yeah. Welcome to Good Moms, Bad Choices. Mom. 
Did hey, it? listen, I got to say, for the record, I was the first person to say penis on national television. Really? What? I, a legend, I told you. I told you guys. Well, it, was, it wasn't that out to be in your Wikipedia it for wasn't, sure. It wasn't out of context or anything. I was invited to talk about sex during pregnancy on Good Morning America with Joan London. Wow. We're going back a few years. And... So it came up in the conversation, like, what was I supposed to call it? And then get off the set. Dangling? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Johnson, I don't know. But <laughs> I said penis, you know, and as I said, in context, it wasn't out of context. Right. And I get off the set and they were all like, you said penis. <laughs> and I was like, yes, I did. <laughs> we were talking about sex during pregnancy and you saw like everybody shifting uncomfortably and... But anyway, so then it was Seinfeld and everything was penis, penis, penis after that. But. So basically you broke the, like, the, not the internet. I broke the cherry. The, you you <laughs> broke the cherry of penis on TV. Yeah. I, I thank did. you. I really do thank, thank you, you so much for your work. You're welcome. <laughs> to You're television. welcome. Honestly. And yeah, I've used it um, liberally ever since. You know, I think that that's really important. I think, I mean, even now, like with our space and talking about, I mean, our space is, we're very transparent if you can't know, if you haven't noticed. I had not. Um. <laughs> thank, you, thank you for pointing that out. But even talking about like to our children and kids about their body parts and yes. just like things that I'm just like, why are we making all these code names for things? I mean, exactly. call it, call it what it is. Exactly. You yeah. Know? So. Yep. Penis, so penis, now penis. We've said vagina and penis so far, so can we move on or is that? Yeah, I think I think we want to move on to the <laughs> affirmation of the day. Heidi, we normally ask our guests to, you know, help our listeners kind of, you know, set their week up and something that's going to motivate them for the week. I'd love to know kind of like how you stay motivated or what maybe mantra you live by. My mommy mantra. Sure, go ahead. What yeah, no, my mommy mantra <laughs> is stop and smell the babies because I learned this the hard way. They don't smell so sweet after a while. And I think it's like a, you know, it's a metaphor for everything. You got to slow down and enjoy those moments that are going to be over in a flash. So stop and, and smell, smell the, the babies. babies. Yeah, and it's they, funny you say that because I was smelling my daughter yesterday because she still has like little round cheeks, Aww. but they're like starting to get thinner, and I'm getting Aww, really sad. In no. fact, like I was looking at her the other day, and I like sort of crying and she was like why are you crying so dramatic and I was like because like you're growing up and I just need you to stop and I was smelling her and I was like she still has, has like, a, a new, sweet new smell baby smell to her yeah although like there have been a few times where I've smelled her armpits and they've kind of smelled and I was like what is happening yeah you're six no that yeah <laughs> I remember the first time and you know it's funny with boys it's more of a sudden thing because I have a girl and a boy a woman and a man, <laughs> but they didn't start out that way. And with my son, it was literally overnight. I tucked him into bed one night, and he was a little boy, you know, little blonde cherub with these round cheeks. And the next morning, I woke up, and I took him to school, picked him up, and I was like, what is that smell? <laughs> there was a smell in the car, and there never, ever had been a smell in the car before. And so but I think with girls, it's a more gradual process. So like they have PPPPMS, you know, for like years, and then they become women, but it's much more abrupt. 
with boys. Well, thank God we have girls, Mila. Yeah. I don't even know if we, I don't know. I, I, the the jury's out. Yeah, the jury's out. The <laughs> attitudes are high. Um, oh, yeah. I know yesterday I cuddled with our friend's new, new, new baby. He's like Aww. one month old at the beach. And I was like, <laughs> Did you stop and smell the baby? I did. You I was like did? taking a moment. It was at a party and I was still just like, Don't, someone try to take the baby from me. No, no, no. Don't take the baby. I was like, Hold on. Step away from the baby. <laughs> Give me a minute. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh huh. I've only had 17 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> But going on the twentieth minute, I'm like, take it. I'm getting baby fever. I don't... When the cheek is against, <laughs> yeah, your when you put your face, you can't. And it's like you hope they'll just stick there. I know, and then they don't. They keep they growing don't. and talking back. I, I don't want to talk about it. I'm gonna okay. cry again. Let's move on. I literally cried. Mm-hmm. It was ridiculous. My I daughter came out the other was, side. I hope I didn't cause trauma. She was like. I, I always look at Luna and like, cry. Why? Is she my mom okay? Is she mentally like <laughs> unstable? <laughs> Luna definitely oh. thinks I'm unstable. She's like, why are you crying? I'm like, I'm just sad but happy, but you're beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you have grandchildren, so you're able to kind of like relive. Yeah, relive and, and they're both boys. Oh. Both so, your son and daughter both have kids? No, just the daughter. Are they smelly yet? No, not yet. No, okay. <laughs> they're eight and three, but they don't. No, they... Well, I mean, the three-year-old <laughs> smells because he hasn't pooped in the potty yet, so he's, he uh. smells for other reasons. But, <laughs> but just he's sweet, sticky, sweet. But yeah, no, it's a smell we don't want to talk about oh, necessarily. The outside door mm, smell. Yeah. So I have a question. Everybody knows your epic, amazing book, but like, has stopping and smelling the babies have like pregnancy and motherhood just always been your jam? So, true story, um, no, I was barely an adult, got married, like, just really, we met in September, got married in April. To this young man right to here? To this young man right oh, here. Hi, husband. We met in a bar in New York, and so um, I was like, I don't even know what got, we just, like, decided, okay, let's get married, got married, and three months later, oops. I was pregnant. It sounds very now, casual. Now, I didn't, I, for some reason, I didn't see that coming. So we were completely unprepared. And I went out to the books. Remember when there were bookstores that sold books? No, oh, a very, yeah. very long time yeah. ago. So anyway, I. Target? <laughs> no. Not Target, okay. Um, and it was, um, I bought all three books that were available, and none of them answered my question. So. Two hours before I went into labor with Emma, I delivered a proposal for a book that all I wanted was for a couple of parents to sleep better at night than we had. Just, you know, hold their hand, give them a hug. And I had no idea what was about to happen. How did you know, though, like it being your first child, like during your pregnancy, were you doing a lot of research or how did you come to like... No, it w- I knew nothing. <laughs> I literally, if you like delivery, had, you, you if you had a- Googled clueless, but of course there was no Google, so that was a little... <laughs> Um, yeah, that was me. We, we knew absolutely nothing and there was nobody to turn to for advice. And so that I had to start from scratch with the research and learn it all. Is there anything now looking back on that book because you did write it before you actually had a child? Well, no, I, or the proposal. Yes. I just knew that I wanted to do this. I didn't know how to do it. I didn't know what would be in it, but I, I knew it was necessary. Right. That makes sense. No, for sure. I'm just curious of like now as... Um, well, it's, it's because things have changed so much, so dramatically since the first edition. It's changed, right? You've oh updated. my God, yeah. It's like double the amount of pages, I, right? I update it like a couple times a year. Oh, wow. Because it's that important to stay current. 
But I mean, the other thing is if you just look at, well, don't look at the cover, the original cover, but it was, <laughs> it was a woman in a rocking chair <laughs> with like a basket of flowers and potpourri and she looked miserable. And anyway, so, but the point is that it has changed so much because pregnancy has changed so much and mm -hmm. how we are pregnant, how we are empowered in a way that we weren't in my pregnant days. And by the way, I didn't get to show off my bump, which was spectacular, <laughs> but nobody ever got to see it because Shame. you had to hide it under a polyester pop tent. Mm. Yeah, you could sleep a family of four under there with <laughs> with your, yeah, it was really, That was, was the fun. norm, like so everyone would know you were pregnant, but don't look pregnant? Exactly. Huh. Exactly. Remember, back in the day, they called, not my day, but before my day, they called it the period of confinement. Mm, I did not know that. Women had to be confined because they were pregnant. Like, you weren't supposed to be out doing anything or on your feet or living. You know, just lay Definitely not showcasing yeah. that bump. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, so it was um, maybe the most fun time to be pregnant, but I've gotten, you know, I've had the opportunity now to experience it through my daughter's eyes, too, and through her beautiful bump and clothes oh my god the clothes and that the clothes have come a long way i mean even since i was oh. pregnant the clothes have come a long mm -hmm. way i mean the only option really when i was shopping was the pee in the pod mm -hmm. and that was it <laughs> <laughs> the pee in the pod now there's so many cute pregnancy brands i'm like do i want to have a baby again just so i can i do <laughs> i do i do yeah right i do i do i do i do i loved being pregnant i did i mean it would be hard giving up the red wine, but <laughs> just the whole idea of it is. I mean, even that, though. I mean, there's so many. Um, I mean, for us, I mean, we are cannabis users. And mm -hmm. I mean, I think even still back, there's so many things that have changed as far as like oh, yeah. what you can do when you're pregnant. Right. Having a glass of red wine and every now and then is, you know, not as a big deal as it was like, you know. Well, actually, it depends like, who I, you ask. I feel like then they were like, drink a martini. It's fine. <laughs> oh, when Eric's parents, my mother-in-law was pregnant, you know, the only reason she didn't drink and smoke the whole time was because she was throwing up for nine months mm. because she didn't know she was having twins. Mm. But yeah. <laughs> had she been feeling fine, she would have been having the martinis. Everybody did. Yeah. That's totally then. normal. Yeah. Babies were smaller, but Yeah. But they made it. They made it. <laughs> no, that's true. I mean, it really, it depends who you ask when it comes to things like wine, even, you know, sushi. All those things are, you know, there's so many opinions on caffeine. I definitely drank a coffee every single day. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Well, yeah. I, I had sushi My for doctor sure. said it was fine. I was like, I really did like, besides the coffee, like I was super strict. I was fucking terrified. Mm -hmm. Like everything that my doctor told me to stay away from, I listened to a tea. I minus the coffee. Cause minus the coffee. Cause no, no, but your your no, doctor she said coffee was fine. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, your doc, your doctor did say. Mm, yes, the coffee was fine. And she, maybe not she, the five shot. I'm a latte drinker or yeah, just yeah. regular. But coffee. then you're getting calcium bonus. It's all good. See, boom. See, look. yeah. I didn't yeah. even know that. Win win. No wonder my daughter's win -win. so strong. <laughs> strong <Exactly>. and energetic. <laughs> <laughs> but I was so terrified in pregnancy, and I think a lot of people think that well, once you get pregnant, it's like it really isn't about the mother at all. It's really about protecting the baby. You must protect the well, baby. Well, yeah, I mean, costs. it should be about the mother a lot more than it is, and that's a whole other story. I'm sure we'll get into that. But yeah, 
It is very much about protecting the baby. I mean, I, I didn't eat any cheeses. I Well, okay. first of all, okay, P.S., you could have eaten all cheeses unless they weren't pasteurized. 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 I mean, that's what I meant. Like, I mean, and, and, but no most are. And, well, there's pasteurized brie. What are people in France doing? Eating fucking brie. What are people brie? in Japan yes. doing? But can I explain Eat something? <laughs> but can I explain the ish there? Is that you don't buy drugs, like drugstore or gas station sushi in Japan. Like, your right. sushi is fresh. The only reason they tell you to avoid it is because you don't want to get sick. Like yeah. bacteria. Now, the, ba- the listeria is a different story. That's in the um, cheese. cheese. Super rare. But, I mean, as far as, like, cold cuts in Germany, whole different story than cold cuts here. Mm-hmm. They're more likely to be contaminated. Mm. So, same thing with sushi. So, it's, like, an abundance of caution. But in terms of, like, sushi, the only downside would be if you got food poisoning and it sucks to get food poisoning when you're pregnant sure yeah and get dehydrated have to you know get iv fluids and maybe it's america Don't and you're america puking food. anyway <laughs> that could I be mean, america has all these rules yet we have like the highest um yes <laughs> exactly well we have the rules but we don't have the care right and so a lot of women don't even find out what the rules are because they don't get the information because they're not empowered to have that information in their hands so that's a problem. Well, there's a lot of problems in our country. That is a big problem. When you were writing this book, like there are a lot of problems with like childbirth and pregnancy mm-hmm. in the states. Like, and you, I think we would assume that there's not because it's oh, it's the United States. We're smart. We right. know everything. But American exceptionalism. Right, right. We're the best. Except, we do everything great except birth people yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. and take care of them. And take care of them while they. Other than that, we're awesome. Other than that, <laughs> it's going yeah. great. <laughs> We have no ethics in our food and drug no, administration, but everything's no, fine. No, no. From the time you wrote the book, just out of pure, it, there's not being enough information available to you, and then the too bo- much information now. No, right? Yeah. Right. How much has it like since the book dropped and you've had this wild success? I'm sure because you've learned a bunch of stuff in the process, and that, I keep learning that I'm sure you weren't even aware of because. No, I keep learning every single day. I learn from moms. I'll probably learn something from you guys. <laughs> Maybe it could happen. I, I told you that joke. It could so. happen. Well, that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay, right. How quickly we forget, Heidi. That's true. I filed it away. I'll pull it out one day. But yeah, like, it's a lot of information. And sometimes I feel like I'm better off not knowing some of it. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get that. When I was pregnant, like... I'm a very hippie, crunchy, like, I'm going to give a home birth. I'm going to do orgasmic birth and breathe through it. It's going to be great. Um, Did you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I went to the... I mean, I'm a huge fan of orgasm. I'm not going to lie. But maybe not at the same time. Just, that's me. I was hopeful. It just didn't happen because Mm -hmm. that shit hurts. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, I did all this research. I listened to all these, like, crunchy hippie podcasts. I read all of, like, all of Ina May Gaskin's Mm -hmm. books. I was like, I'm going to go to commune and give birth on a farm. (laughs) But, like, I didn't realize, and thank God I didn't realize, because I didn't really want to give birth in the hospital, that me as a black woman, I was almost three times as high as, like, not leaving the hospital with my baby. I had no idea of that, and thank God, because yeah. I was already scared of the hospital, and I ended up going to the hospital. If I would have known that, I was, there's no way I would have went. I'm like, fuck mm-hmm, that. I'm going to mm-hmm, be home. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So it's, it's like, I didn't even know that. That was fucking seven years ago. Well, yeah. So <laughs> the reality is that's reality right. for black women. It's also reality for indigenous moms, American Indian, and Alaskan Natives. So 
as well as moms living in maternity care deserts, which are all over the United States. So what's that? It means you can't get care. There's no hospital. There's no birthing center. There's no hospital that does OB. Like even in Chicago, in the south side of Chicago, maternity care is shut down in a lot of places. In rural areas, That's crazy. Uh, so many hospitals have stopped doing birth, delivery. So you have to travel so far to get care. And in an emergency, that puts you at great risk. And now, let's face it, we've been to South Sudan and Somalian border. We've been everywhere. And okay, you sort of, it's not okay that it happens there, but you understand it to a certain extent. I don't understand why in the United States, the wealthiest nation in the world, we can't do a better job on maternal mortality, morbidity of moms of not making it through childbirth or dying postpartum because they, their care lapses, their Medicaid lapses at two months. What? Right. What? You see the doctor for the last time at six weeks. Right. A third of deaths happen after that mm-hmm. because moms aren't getting continued care. care. So that's not okay. We have to change that. You know, you had information, whether you wanted to access it or not, you had it. But a lot of moms don't get any. Right. And they're not listened to. Um, the CDC just did this great campaign called Hashtag Hear Her. And it's all based on the fact that many women are not heard. Black moms, especially women of color, when you speak up and you say this hurts, you know, I'm having this symptom. And they say, oh, it's normal. Stop being dramatic. Oh, I mean, I think of Serena Williams. And, yeah, exactly. You know, like, exactly. You know, and she was hemorrhaging mm-hmm. and she told them yep. something's not right. And they pushed her aside until she was like, no, someone yeah. needs to listen to me. And think about how many women of color, not just black, that that happens to. It's just it's alarming. And we know our bodies. We know when something does not feel right. Even me, like I think about my experience and, you know, I did want to have a home birth. And then because I was the first of all my friends to have children, I told my friends that I told my family that they all looked at me like I was fucking nuts. Mm -hmm. My mom, I come from a family that's very like, you're sick, you go to the doctor. That's it. Even now, there's still like, you go, what are you doing? Go to the doctor. Well, it's probably a good idea right now. Um, In general. Yeah. But, you know, when I did decide to, because I had a fear, like I was telling my daughter's father, or we, I invited a midwife to our house and- this is my last attempt at like proving to myself that I was going to do this mm-hmm. and then like proving to him that like we're doing this. But I also had a lot of guilt because like, okay, it's not just my baby. It's his baby too. And right. like I want him to like feel comfortable even though I'm the one carrying it. And uh, I remember this moment he would ask the midwife like, so what happens in an emergency? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, well, we would go to the hospital. And he was like, well, why don't we just go to the hospital? <laughs> well, we just start there. <laughs> and so we went to the hospital. And that was uh, my, my first point. experience ever. Like, I'd never laid in a hospital bed ever in my life. Mm-hmm. I'd never had surgery ever in my life. So kind of going to the hospital mm-hmm. was already traumatic. I remember, like, I had planned. I was, like, a week late. So, of course, my doctor was pushing mm-hmm. me to, Nine you know, days. Yeah, I, I was seven days. But my doctor was like, you must go. The baby's getting too big. Like, we have to right. induce you. And so... Even now wishing, like, I didn't listen to her. Like, I wish I would have just waited a little bit longer. I went. I got the Pitocin. Throughout my pregnancy, she had been, like, talking about C-sections a lot. And I kept mm. saying, like, I don't want a C-section. She's, right. like, she's like, you know, all my babies were delivered C-section. It was very easy. You're obviously capable of your healthy. Right, right. And you have a birth, I'm just saying. And I'm like, I'm just saying, what? So anyway, I, I get the Pitocin. You know, I'm in labor for 36 hours. I end up 
you know, once your water is broken for that long, you're susceptible to infection. Yep. I get an infection. Now I'm going in for an emergency C-section. Not part of my birth plan yeah. at all. Nope. Never had a major mm-hmm. surgery in my life. Mm-hmm. Never sat in a hospital yep. ever except for death, like going to visit people that are dying. Right. And just feeling like none of my – like no one was listening to me. Like yeah. I told her like I think we should wait. And she said no, we shouldn't because your baby's getting too big. I delivered my daughter. She was seven pounds. I'm like people are delivering – T- oh. 11 pound well, that's an, yeah those estimates are way off anyway like, so that's not something you can take to the bank yeah bank. yeah it's just like i just feel like there's a lot of pressure to just you know especially as a first-time mother like you for me like i felt like i must do everything by the book because i am putting my child at risk like there's all this fear around birth and like that you don't actually matter. All that matters is this thing that you're growing inside right. of you. Like no, your opinion I, doesn't matter. You're not in a medical school. Did you go? I didn't think so. So it's you or the you're going to die if and, you don't and, do this. And I don't know what her experience is with other you know women or white women that she mm-hmm. you know caters to. She's not a black doctor, and that maybe she would well, have been a little bit more like, okay, let's wait. I could we could argue that or whatever. But I did feel like my needs were not listened to, and I was like. Then suddenly I'm in surgery. (laughs) Well, here's the thing. I mean, there's a good reason why we have C-sections and why we have induction, why we have all these interventions. It's to save lives when necessary, but it's for use as necessary. And so there's a fine line, and I don't know the circumstances, but I have to tell you that black doctors are less likely to perform C-sections on black women than white doctors are. Mm. I mean, that's just... a statistic, and for whatever reason. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should, too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Black moms are more likely to have C-section. Yeah. Yeah, And to have all kinds of complications. Now, 
what it's correlated to, whether there's, you know, a higher risk, you know, because of certain pre-existing conditions or whatever. Not for you. No, absolutely. So it's a balance because you want a healthy mom and a healthy baby. And I, you know, then on the other extreme, when I go to Africa and we were in a clinic in South Sudan where a mom walked in barefoot. She'd walked 14 miles in labor. Oh, my God. To get to this clinic so she could safely deliver her baby. Now, this clinic had no infrastructure at all, but the midwives were trained, Mm -hmm. and they had clean hands, and that's already a leap above what you could get in your village. So there's extremes, but I feel there's a need for balance with, you know, any birth that ends in a healthy mom and a healthy baby. This is success <laughs> um I didn't successfully say that but <laughs> but you see yeah and yours was however you know could you have waited maybe I don't who knows what the indications were whether you had any reason to deliver sooner I think thinking about what Jamila said about saying that like I didn't know that you know black women are four times three to four times more likely yep. to die in birth than white women I had no idea of that either mm-hmm. and in my work you know in this space with good moms and you know meeting women like you and talking to birth workers and doulas and doctors yeah. I do feel like reflecting back on my experience I'm just like huh I do feel like I wish I would have been more knowledgeable yeah. mm-hmm. about that and then just being more empowered to say you know what I want to wait longer like why is there a rush and are you trying to get to a, a trying to, are you trying to get to a vacation or I, right well <laughs> and, I mean, and, a lot of okay. times doctors do do that like there's yeah. like studies that correlate c-sections happening around lunchtime and the time it's yeah. time to clock out because people are ready to go home no and- there's definitely something to be said for that I feel like when possible midwife definitely have a doula those both lower your risk for needing a c-section but sometimes you need a c-section and there's nothing you can well, having do someone about. to advocate for you exactly yeah and really i important. i believe every mom should have a doula we just passed a doula resolution in that just recognizes the importance of them and hopefully we'll get them covered by medicaid we also Please, worked on God, legislation that would be so amazing yeah because you know, for a mom who can't afford to hire a doula, but will benefit so Much. incredibly from having that advocate, from having that physical and emotional support, can make, first of all, lowers your risk of C-section, lowers your risk of complications, lowers your risk of postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. So it's a small investment for a huge for game. a huge, huge And game. like... If anyone's had a baby, you, you that hospital bill is like twenty racks, twenty five thousand dollars. I'm like, okay, America, you could throw like two twenty five hundred in for a doula. Not even, <laughs> not, e- right, not even, right? But it's not it's even. just crazy. Like the amount. First of all, it's med- it's so over medicalized. Then mm-hmm. it's so very expensive. Like if you don't have insurance, you're fucked. And just even to hear, I didn't even realize that they only cover you, you know, two months after giving birth in, to your in baby. In states that have not had Medicaid expansion, which is a lot of states, that's when it lapses at two months. And until the states say, okay, moms matter in this state, it won't change. California, of course, is great. Like, comparatively amazing in terms of maternal health. Places like New Jersey and New York. But you go to other states like Texas and the rates are so high 
and moms are not getting care. And you're also talking about undocumented moms who are afraid to get care or they don't can't afford it, so they wait until they have a complication mm-hmm. at eight months. And guess what? That ends up costing more right. than it would have just to give her prenatal care in the first place. So, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if, if you know, legislators don't see, you know, see it from a compassionate point of view where I want all moms, these are my sisters, I want them all to be healthy, then, it, you know, realize it's economically it makes sense. People are always talking about Kegels, do Kegels, tighten your pussy, do Kegels. But where are those muscles hiding and how do you exercise them? I don't know. And so perfect with poor moi. It's like the gym for your pelvic floor. I know you guys have heard us talk about poor moi, which is a device that helps not only stimulate you, but also helps tighten and strengthen your pelvic floor. So when I tell you your girl is tighter than a virgin these days, it's all thanks to poor moi. Um, I think that's a win-win. And if you're a mom that's given birth in any capacity, then you know. Sometimes you know a little extra tightening. So that's why I'm so excited that Poor Moi is offering our listeners an additional $25 off of intensity when you go to P-O-U-R-M-O-I.com and enter promo code GMBC at checkout. That's right. That's $25 off on top of all ongoing promotions on their website when you go to PoorMoi.com and use promo code GMBC at checkout. Credit card statements. Debt can be super overwhelming. So overwhelming. Like, honestly. I avoid them. Crippling. (laughs) (laughs) I just need simple solutions. So Upstart has been that. It's been so easy and fast to pay off my debt with a personal loan. I did it all online in five minutes. It consolidates all of your credit cards and you can just pay one credit card bill instead of having multiples? Yeah. I mean, whether you're consolidating high interest debt or funding personal expenses Over a half a million people have used Upstart to get a simple fixed monthly payment. That's amazing because sometimes it gives me anxiety to see so many credit card bills. So just having one would eliminate so much of my anxiety. Can you tell our listeners too, I mean, you do such amazing work, I mean, all over the world with your foundation. Can you tell them more about your What to Expect Foundation and and also Bump Day? I'm really excited. today. Yes, 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 yes. Not surprisingly, it's a Wednesday. (laughs) And bump, yeah, today is bump day. And I just want to talk about your work and your foundation and how you came to bump day and what it means for us and you and all the mamas out here. So this is our seventh annual bump day and which is very exciting, keeps getting bigger and bigger. And the idea is to flood social media, um, especially Instagram, with beautiful bumps, because we're all about celebrating beautiful bumps past and present. I'm going to be personally dusting off my Polaroid <laughs> of the three pictures that I actually have oh. pregnant. One, there's a little bit of pubic hair that I have to, because I was pulling my shirt up, so I have to like tuck it down. Um, but the idea is to have fun, but raise awareness about the urgent need for better maternal health care in the U.S., because motherhood is the ultimate sisterhood, and our sisters are at risk, and we can't let that stand. We have to advocate, share messages about the crisis of maternal 
mortality that's happening here in the U.S. at this moment because we have the highest rate of maternal mortality in the developed world. Not okay. Not okay. Not okay. Not even remotely okay. And we can change that, but we have to all speak up. Well, I'm really excited to be a part of it. I can't wait to show off my bump. And if you guys are listening, make sure that today is the day. Show those bumps off. If you have any pregnant mamas listening right now, go take a picture or, you know, I know you guys have probably photo shoots. I mean, we're in the age of social media. Exactly. Everyone (laughs) love to post a bump photo. I mean, I wish I had more photos. I I think even me, like I wasn't like one to like walk around with like a crop top on and my like belly showing. Oh, I would so do that right. I mean, I definitely showed my bump. I wasn't hiding it, but I wasn't like, boom, like going to the restaurant. (laughs) Like, Sports bra and belly. Here I yeah. am. Oh, um, man, did you? Uh, yeah, for sure. So, um, <laughs> I was dedicated to not buying a single maternity outfit. I'm like, oh, I'm go. not going to be pregnant very long, so I'm not buying that shit. That's right. <laughs> and I was just squeezing sh- my already small shit over my big ass belly, and you were going to get it all no matter what. Love it. <laughs> but, you know, even as empowered and like I was in my pregnancy, I do wish – it's crazy how you can think at one point you're empowered and you you were comfortable in it and then you look back and there's things that like even with breastfeeding afterwards like I was a breastfeeder and I breastfed for a long time but like I just remember some people like oh you know go in the bathroom and then no. not feeling like ballsy enough that day to be like no and I was like okay like Aww. even for me and I thought that I was like all empowered in it and but I was looking recently I don't have a lot of pictures from me breastfeeding because I was probably like this is too much to take a picture right but now I'm like, I miss it so much. <laughs> I, I miss it. All these years later, I miss it like crazy. And I was a person who actually whipped them out back before it was cool to whip them oh, out. I'm so proud of you. Um, I mean, I like tried to put a napkin on me in a restaurant, but you know, Emma was always like bobbing yeah, and to, knocking it off. With a blanket and on I'll, their head. Exactly. So I went with the flow, so to speak. How was your husband with that at that time? Like, was he advocating for you or was he like, oh, oh totally. Well, he was fond of them too. I mean, it's just, <laughs> but it's like if you can show breasts everywhere else, damn it, you can share breasts when you're feeding a baby. Period. End of story. I, I, Not I, even negotiable. There's so much sexualization of women's bodies, of uh-huh. bodies in general, and it's it's crazy that like we are so programmed to sexualize every fucking thing because I guess this is America that even when it comes to something as natural and as beautiful and as like God given as birthing and like enjoying the body that you're mm-hmm. in and like even like I think I got flagged on the internet because I posted a picture like a beautiful oh. picture of my belly but my nipples are showing they were fucking huge but <laughs> the, the point is it wasn't sexual at all no. like why the fuck Instagram would you take my beautiful picture down at a beautiful <laughs> caption so not okay. I, it was just, it's just it's an interesting thing and I feel like so many moms like if you're listening if you're pregnant if you're about to get pregnant if you have you know get having a second baby it, there's so many things like to be empowered in and information yep. to soak up yep. and just like, yeah. just to know where you stand in your pregnancy and to like make sure your partner is informed and you're informed when you go in the hospital, what you want, what you don't want, what you're standing for. If someone told you to put your tit away in the restaurant, tell them the fuck off. <laughs> you know, like there's, I just, I want to give you the gift I mean, unless you're not breastfeeding. Unless you're not- <laughs> and you just are like, you're randomly <laughs> pulling when, it out. That happens I, to me too. Yeah. That's, no, and that's okay. And it's a wardrobe malfunction. And I, I get like, that. Relax, but, queen of a but if you were breastfeeding, 
And this is true all over the world. What is the matter with us? And also, if you're that weird-ass fucking friend that's mm-hmm. like, oh, Heidi, put your boob away. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> fuck you, friend. You need to shut the fuck up. And the next time you catch yourself about to tell someone to put their tit away or put a blanket over their baby's head yep. or whatever fucking great advice you think you're about to give a mom or like, maybe you should put those new hot milky boobs like away. No. No. I earned Mm-mm. these milky boobs and exactly. I earned this belly mm-hmm. and I can do whatever the fuck I want. And like, even That's if it's right. your mother-in-law, you know, maybe you don't have to use those words because you might get divorced. <laughs> but like, you must stand up for yourself. Well, and it's true with mother-in-laws and with mothers. I mean, like, they'll give you a lot of shit about all kinds of things Ugh. and you just... This is your time to be the parent. It's not their turn anymore, right? You wear the parent pants. Yeah, it's true. It's your time to really, you make the rules. It's, it's you like, made the baby. You made the baby. You, you made, made the baby, made not the them. And by the way, pregnancy and new moms are not community property. I think no, it's everybody not for, thinks. It's that, not a town hall meeting. No. <laughs> no, they're not going to contribute to the raising of your child. So their opinions, honestly, no, they don't get to tell you what to name your baby. They don't get to tell you how to feed your baby or how your baby, you know, should um, what schedule they should sleep on. Nothing. No, they don't earn that. I tell you, I never got more motherfucking unsolicited advice until I was a mom. And I am telling you, you've got to start that shit in pregnancy. You got to start putting your motherfucking foot down. As soon as you f- see two fucking lines on that stick, <laughs> you're, you gotta, you're, you gotta work. you're swollen foot. Yes, you yeah. gotta put swollen. that swollen foot you down. You have to like stand in it because people will try you and it will make you question yourself and question how you're parenting. Well, and that's the thing. And I know you guys are not like this, but there's so much on social media of the mom judging, Oof. which is why when you pulled out the tarot card about judging, I was like, no, no, <laughs> not, that. No, <laughs> not, not that. that kind of judging. No, but we can't. We have to support each other and you know and there are like two absolutes about being a parent keep your child healthy and safe love your child unconditionally beyond that keep it alive keep it alive Yep, keep it happy. That's it. I, and even on social media, there's a lot of judgment of, of, from the crunchy moms to the non-crunchy I know, moms. I know, and I, know. I think that I have to speak to that too because there's women it that goes both ways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's really easy for us to be like, give home birth and do all these oh, things. Oh, like oh, you did breastfeed for want, eight years. But if you don't want to, that's fine <laughs> or too. If, if it would put you at high risk. Why are you giving them formula? You and have mother's but, milk, and I'm like, okay. Listen, Emma <laughs> did not make milk. She closet pumped eight hours a day, oh. and she would make like this much milk and it was funny because Lennox was loved it so she would give it to him first I used to call it the appetititizer (laughs) it was like literally one ounce and he loved it and that made her feel so guilty so she would go back to the closet and pump and pump and pump until her nipples hang on by a thread and we finally had an intervention and said Emma you can't continue this Mm -hmm. like you know and they did not bond until she gave up the breast pump. Mm. She was so gung-ho. And it was she, keeping her from babe, bonding. Yeah. Lennox hated the sight of her because she would always try to shove a breast in his mouth and like, there was nothing. nothing in it. <laughs> and she tried every herb. She tried every lactation consultant. She tried cupping. Oh, wow. Drugs from Canada. Like, she tried <laughs> everything and she couldn't make milk. So it's like, yes, breast is best. But if you can't breastfeed or you choose not to, the most important ingredient in a feeding is love. Right. That's it. You provide that love. You provide everything a baby needs. So that's what I'm saying. I second this message. Good moms. (laughs)
is not a place for judging Mm -mm. or what to expect. I'm so excited to see all these bumps. I can't wait to see all the bumps on the internet, all the bumps that I've yet to see. I know we have a lot of moms that are pregnant right now. They're listening. What is the hashtag? It's hashtag bump. Hashtag bump day. And then we have a social media toolkit. You can share messages about the need for better maternal health care. There's so many stats that are really, like the fact that, you know, 2.2 2.2 million moms live in a healthcare desert where they can't get care. I mean, wow, that's a it's lot. not okay. That is a lot. Yeah. Wow. Um, and most pregnancy complications that lead to death are preventable. Like, you can actually do something about it by spreading awareness. Isn't that crazy? There's things we could do about it, but we just haven't done it because, you know, well, do that last. Well, and a lot of people don't know. Which they just pre- don't know what they don't know, and I'll give them the benefit well, of the doubt. I mean, but know. now you know, so. There's no excuse. Yeah, we have to mom mobilize around issues that are really important to all of us, because if we don't do it, who's going to do it? Who's going to do it? Moms do it? matter, goddamn yep. it. Mm-hmm. We make the people. Do you want more people? We'll take care of us. Fuck. Do you want a population? Yeah. <laughs> well, and Hello. yeah, try to have a healthy future without a healthy mom. It's not possible. You'll have nothing. You'll have nothing. You owe it to us. Right? Sure, you yeah. owe us. Okay, then. Hell yeah. Case closed. We had some, a few little questions we wanted to ask you before we head yeah. out of here. Are those tarot cards? No, no. Oh, no no more tarot. We're done with the magic. No, good, good, good. <laughs> so we were recently gifted this amazing game by May, our podcast coordinator who's sitting over here. The game is called We're Not Really Strangers. You guys have maybe seen us post about it. Maybe you guys have heard about it because it's all the rage on social media. But Hmm. it's a good way to – they have some really amazing questions in here that I think some people haven't been asked. I know I haven't ever been asked some of these questions. This is the self-reflection edition. Uh Uh-oh. So you've got to self-reflect, Heidi. Okay. Go deep. Do I have to look in the mirror? (laughs) (laughs) No. And ask yourself these questions. Not in this light. Okay. Yes. What have you always accepted as true that turned out to be false? Okay, I'm not good at self-reflection. <laughs> what have I always... I assumed that everybody cared about moms and babies. That turned out not <laughs> to be oh, true. God, what a I harsh... Mean, what I, a I assume that. Um, yeah, I don't... Uh, honestly... That's a good one. I think. I'm really bad at this. No, I'm, I, that is, I'm you. And I'm, glad I'm good. that you've taken the initiative to make people care. Well, I'm Thank trying. You for starting the hey, you should care about moms and babies I'm campaign because it I'm matters. I'm trying. You've done an amazing job. <laughs> okay, here's another one. What's a non-negotiable in my life? Um, or your life? Hugs. Your life. Hugs. Same, same, girl. You gotta hug me. Or so um, not friends. I, I have hugged my way through <laughs> countries where nobody hugs. Mm. Nobody hugs. I hug men in countries where men are not supposed to hug. Um, I've gotten people from man pats all the way through shaming them, of course. <laughs> to shame them. Like Absolutely. the other day, I, w- I was at Senate office and this guy was giving me this like little mandy pandy kind of like pat. And I, I was like, that. no, no, that's not okay. That was rude. I'm going to train you. So, <laughs> Hugs, Such yeah. Such a mother. <laughs> hugs. hugs, hugs. So you just, you just kind of pull them in, you know, from, from well, the Well, I was like, that's not okay. Like, you don't hug like this. It's not, you know, it's like the Hollywood <laughs> air kiss. I people's, don't... The people's face, like, 
Like when you, when yeah. you start to touch mm-hmm. them, how like uncomfortable they get. I've always people. I only them. had security called on me once. Security was called. Who well, called security on you? I think almost. No, it was, it was it was on a five one woman, little it harmless. Was, it was it was on the. It had to be the, Donald. No. It was, the, it was a, no. I haven't. Oh, I would not. That would be my one exception. That would be no there. the yeah. Um, it was on the set of the What to Expect When You're Expecting movie. I don't know if you guys saw it. And if you did, I apologize. Um, Why do you apologize? Because it was embarrassing. You didn't like the movie? So we were on the set, (laughs) and I was hugging everybody, and I got to, what's his name? Dennis Quaid. And he was at the, you know, the... the Was that Meg Ryan's ex-husband? Yeah, he's hot. Okay, it's well, rude. He didn't. He called security on a friend. Well, no, I was like, "Hi, I'm Heidi," and everybody else had been so awesome about it. And he was like, he didn't actually call security. I'm being, it, I'm exaggerating a little, but he won't be exactly. Look, Thank Dennis, you. get it together. Yeah, rude. So okay. I, I'm just. I will give him like one rain check. He seems like a hugger. I'm pissed. Well, I. Yeah, you'd be surprised who's he not wasn't... a hugger that you think is a hugger. He's an actor, Erica. Oh, damn it, he's good at that. Shit. Yeah, and some people are weird about it. I, it's so weird. It's, I mean, like, minus COVID and all the other, you know, whatever, the cold that's gone crazy. But people are so weird about human touch. Okay, but yes. And I actually, the first time I went to the CDC and I met with the director of the CDC and everybody who knew I was a hugger, they were taking me into his office and saying, whatever you do, do not hug him. Don't, don't do it. Don't do it. I went right in. <laughs> I went right in. Gave him a big old hug. Slow motion. And he, I swear to God, he would not let go. Like he was hugging me for the next like hour. Probably been waiting for this hug. And I I said, you know, here's the thing about hugs and public health. Like I understand no handshaking. Handshaking is gross. But hugs, you're going like this. You're not. You're not. There's no swapping of any fluid. You don't keep fluids on your shoulder. So I feel it's so much more hygienic and it's good for you. I can only imagine the memos that like go before like Heidi's agent sends out. Like, <laughs> She's a hugger. Uh, <laughs> just warning everyone. She will touch everyone. <laughs> Be aware. No, at the Pentagon. At the Pentagon, literally. You know a lot of important people. Oh, Heidi. my God. I, you know, four star general. I know I do. I'm oh, like, is yeah. that Michelle? Oh, my God. I was Casually. Like, I was slide it here. I was like, can I slide that, the photo behind That me? photo. So she, that's when Eric. Or somebody told her she wrote what to expect when you're expecting, and that's her. You did not. That's face. how our face I, I, was I'm too. Look at this. Look at this hug. She is Heidi's an amazing hug. There, but there's this. Well, first of all, I'm wearing heels. She's wearing flats, and I'm in her armpit. But, <laughs> but regardless, she's an amazing hugger. But that's her face saying, literally, she was saying, "You did not." I see it. That was our. And face. then, and that's your face saying. Yes I, yes, I did. That's me. <laughs> and that photo, she's she's saying, and I used to go through it every night, oh. and she was using the hand description, and yeah, it was very. Sweet. Everybody's written the book. I mean, no. wrote the, read the book, including it's, Michelle Obama. So yeah, that's amazing. You've made it. She's a really good hugger, though. I have to say, you're a good hugger too. You gave me a good hug. I was yeah. very pleased with that. I'll do even better on the way out. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> me and Heidi are bonding over our deep hugs. Yeah, bone crushing. I love. I yeah. love it. I love it here. This is my family now. (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, Heidi, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Well, thank and you for coming to me. Yes, yes. We came to you and we'll come to your house so soon. so special. No we're aggressive and we don't take no for an answer. <laughs> I don't either, so. <laughs> like, hmm. Yeah, I don't. Mm-mm. Maya was like, good news. I'm like, perfect. Nobody was going to email. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to ask. <laughs> so I'm so happy that you joined us and oh, shared your knowledge so and shared energy with us in space. Um, thank you for all the work that you do, and we will be posting every fucking picture of our bump that we can find on Instagram yes. today. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I hope you do, too. Tag what to expect when, to, when expecting, and hashtag bump day. Happy bump day, all of my beautiful mamas out there. Happy bump day. Happy healthy bump day. Happy healthy bump day. And don't forget to hump, because it's also hump day. Yeah. Hump <laughs> so you can get the bump. Or not. Yeah. Well, you don't have to get the bump every time you hump. I'm just clarifying that. You can pull out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Please don't rely on that. Okay. Or you can take better better contraceptive options. Mm -hmm. I'm not a doctor and I don't certify this message. (laughs) 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 Did I just snort? I did. Where can uh, our listeners find you? At Heidi Murkoff. All my social media is at Heidi Murkoff. And of course, there's at What to Expect and the What to Expect Project, which is the foundation and the app right? a what lot of things app. and the what to expect app wait there's a what to expect podcast there's a lot of what to expect just google I, what to expect and yeah. follow all of them or me <laughs> yeah um, yeah yes yeah and you know where to find us we're good moms underscore bad choices on instagram and good moms bad choices everywhere else don't forget to rate and review this episode make sure to follow us on twitter you guys we do have a twitter we tweet oh so do i you do i do i mean i've gone on a little twitter titus yeah that's a lot over there but it is but i for bump day i'll do it so i I think we're good we're bad girl good mom no good mom underscore bad girl that's what it is (laughs) oh well we Hmm. will tag all of the links i feel like you're good and you make good choices you just well, yeah, I have a feeling you do. The bad choices are not necessarily bad. They're just, you know, some people might think that talking about sex is bad, but or saying penis on the television. Well, clearly, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> you are a good oh, yeah. mom. Bad. You are a good mom that makes bad choices and good choices. <laughs> yeah. But we will link everything in this episode description. Don't you fret. <laughs> and we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Como bailamos en la gran ciudad Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.